Hey, thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We believe that this message is going to empower you and encourage you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. We hope you enjoy. Having conference is not just anything. We're not looking just for, I don't know, let me find something. Let me, let me give you something that can help you go through life. No, I don't want to give you something that can help you go through life. But I actually want to give you something that this life cannot give you. I want to give you true purpose. I want to give you true meaning. I want to give you true life. And this life and this purpose you can only find in Jesus. Amen. And, and, and the focus of this conference is to guide you and to lead you, to inspire you into dreaming and, and thinking and realizing there is only one thing that truly matters. You know, after we face this pandemic, crazy things happen. And you guys know this. Some people lost their jobs. Some people are now struggling financially. Some people got divorced. And so many crazy things happen in eight months, nine months, that it just leads us to think and realize that this world is falling and it's broken and it's not working and it's not going to last so long. But some of us, we think that we are called to build something on this world and we work really hard to build things here. And we, I, don't know, I don't know if you think like this, but some people do. While they are building something in this world, they believe that they will last forever. They, will believe, they believe that they have meaning and it might last for, I don't know how many years you think. And some of us are trying to build something. Maybe it's your business. Maybe it's just, you know, trying to, I don't know, some people just want to get rich. And I hear people saying, I want to get rich, and they don't have purpose. They don't, they don't know what job they want to get. They don't want to go to college. They say, I just want to be rich. And I got to tell them, that's not how it works. So you got to figure it out how you're going to get there. So some people are trying to build things here. But I want to remind you, it's not your call to build things on this world. It's not your call to build a house on this world as if you're as if this was your home and some of us we come to this world thinking that this is our house and we want to build a house here a beautiful family an awesome marriage you know raise my children thinking you know this is my home I belong here but you just realize throughout this year that you don't belong here that at the end of the day you know you got to wear a, a, a face mask to go to place you don't even have freedom at the end of the day, you got to, you know, make sure to follow a bunch of rules. And it's not your home. In your home, there are no rules. You can do whatever you want. You're free. So if I go to your house, I don't tell you what to do. You tell me what to do because that's your house. So let me, let me remind you something. This place is not your home. This place is not where you belong. And some of us think that we are citizens of this world. But the Bible says that we are citizens of heaven. So I want to remind you that you are actually citizens of heaven. So when I say this, you need to understand that maybe if I'm not a citizen of this world, maybe you are here just as if you are in a mission, as if you're in a war, in a battle. You go to a country not to live there. You go to conquer. You go to win. You go to do something that is greater than what you think is right or wrong. You're not living for yourself, but when you go to a place that's not your home, you're not going to find a new job, an awesome job. Let me become rich in this place. Let me, let me plant things here. Let me grow my family here, build something. No. And I want to remind you what Jesus says to Pilate right before they kind of judge him and try to crucify him. Jesus reminds you of something. John 18.36 says, Jesus answered to him saying, My kingdom 
is not of this world. And this is my goal tonight, is to remind you that his kingdom, your kingdom, the place that you belong, it's not of this world. So you keep trying to build something and you're saying, no, no, maybe I just got to build something here. Maybe God called me to, to be amazing in this place. You know, I have, I have, I have an image to keep. I want to I wanna be somebody. I want to be famous and known. We're not here to be famous nor either known. We're here to make him famous. We're here to make Jesus known. Amen. You understand that. So you need to understand that you're in this world as if you're in a war. It's just a mission. You're just here to fulfill a purpose, but soon, soon you will go home and you're going to find the place that you belong. Amen. So please, I want to ask you this. Stop living. Stop living this life as if you belong to this world. Stop living this life as, 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 as if the things that you're building here were going to last forever. Only the things of God will last forever. So you got to ask yourself, what are the things of God? What are the things that God is calling me to do? Because instead of building things that will last forever, you keep building things that will last a few years. Come on. You are a being who will live forever. So you should be building things that will live forever. So if I live forever, why am I going to build things that will last a few years? You know, you're not going to a war, you know, if you ask any soldier. I want, I want to remind you of this. If you ever sign up to be a soldier, you lose the right to doing the things that you want to do. You will do what the nation needs to be done. So if you become a, a soldier in the United States, you are not going to go to a place you want to go. You will go to a place that they will tell you to go. So you're a soldier in a war, and God is saying to you, you got to go to this place. But some of you are saying, but I'm doing this right now. I'm too busy, God. You know, I'm building something. I'm, you know, I'm... My job, I can't leave it. You know, my family, look, I, you know, my mom, my dad, they live in this city. You're calling me to go to the nations. I can't do it. You know, lead life group. God, I don't have time. Look, my job is, you know, you know Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. I don't have time for life group. I got to go to school. I got to do this. I got to, you know, take care of these, these things. We all have so many things to do. I'll remind you of that. But once you understand that you are not of this world, that you belong to a greater being, who's called God and not look look you don't even you don't belong to him because you said you want to belong to him you belong to him because you're bought with a price yes. Yes. and he paid he paid really a lot for you what you were not cheap God didn't say no I'm just gonna give you a few things and you know maybe money will work no no he had to come he gave up his life for you so you're bought with the price that means you don't belong to yourself you don't belong to the things that you want to do you know, you don't want to do the things that you want to do. And I, want to, I will tell you tonight why you don't want to do the things that you want to do. So now the second verse I want to read with you is Romans 14, 17. And it says like this, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So understand this. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. You know, some of us think that the kingdom of God is... A, you know what, God, where I feel good, that means it's the place for me to be. When I feel good about doing something, that means that that's what I should be doing. When I feel good about leading life group, that means that's it. When I feel good about preaching the gospel, when I feel good, then I'm doing your will. 
but, but the Bible is saying the kingdom of God is not, a, is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not a matter of what satisfies me, what makes me happy, but of righteous and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. But I understand this. When you know that you're righteous, when you know that you have peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, I got to remind you of this because it's very interesting. It's not about the quantity that you have. It's not about the house that you have. It's not about the, the amount of food you have in the table. You know, if I don't have food, if I have food, it doesn't matter at the end of the day because you have peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, so no, no, God, right now, look, my house is so awesome, so I'm happy. No, no, I have joy already. You know, God, everything's working fine for me. No, I have saved all this money. You know, nothing can destroy my life. Only corona, right, can destroy your finances. It happened to me too. I got hurt by corona. But Corona didn't stop God. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Corona didn't stop God. So Corona is not stopping you as well, unless you trust only in your money and your skills and the things that you can do. You know, it's a matter of, let me tell you something. What is eating and drinking? Eating and drinking satisfying your own desires. It's satisfying your own dreams. You know, eating and drinking is just doing what you want to do. Eating drinking is, you know, you know when you're very hungry, if you're hungry tonight, I'm sorry, we have food later, you can eat. So if you're hungry tonight, I want to remind you that there is food for you, we can eat later. But that will satisfy you for a few hours. But God has something for you that will satisfy you forever. He has something for you that is greater than your own dreams. And some of us believe that we know. We know what's best for us. You know, you've told yourself that already. You know, your pastor comes to you, your mom, your dad, your husband, your wife. Anybody comes to you and tells you, look, I think you should do that. You say, no, I know what's best for me. And you know what's funny? Some of us are saying this to God. God, I know what's best for me. You're telling me that I should do this, lead life group, become a disciple, you know, preach the gospel. I know what's best for me, God. And you keep saying this. God, I have a plan already. I have an agenda. I know, I know my one-year, five-year, ten-year plan. I know where I'm going to go, the job I want to get, the college I want to go to, the house I want to buy, the children I want to have, the wife I will marry to. Some of you think that you know your wife. You're single and you know, that's my wife. And she's like, nah, nah. <laughs> so if, if that's you tonight, girl, please tell that guy, no, no, that's not going to happen. But guys, let me tell you something. Don't give up. My wife told me she, was, she wasn't going to marry me, and she ended up marrying me because I never gave up. I kept praying. <laughs> you just got to do that. So some of you think, I know my plans. I know what I have to do. You know, I figured it out already. Look, stop trying to do what you want to do. God's plans are greater than ours. God's dreams are greater than our dreams. Amen. You know, I have seen people giving up God's plans and God's dreams because of finances, because, I don't know, relationships, many, many reasons, but mainly, I'll say, resources. You know, I don't know how to do that. You know, I, I don't have enough money. I, I, can't do, I can't afford this. I can't go there. I, I know I don't know how. Let me tell you something. If it is God's plans and God's promises, it's also God's provision. Yes. So don't trust that you have the provision for the plan that you didn't set, that you didn't organize. If God planned, if God chose you, if God called you, if God promised something to you, it's also God's provision. It's also God's responsibility. He will take care of you. I want to tell you tonight, He will take care of you. He is taking care of you right now. So... 
if the plan that I have for me is not perfect, what do I do? You know, we, I, you know, so what should I do? And you need to know this, that we don't know. We don't know what's best for us. We don't have the best dreams, even though we think you have. You know, some of you dreams with things five years ago that they don't matter anymore. You realize that as you grow, things will change. The way you think about life, the way you see your parents, the way you see you study, the way you see life in general change. So understand this. If you don't know what tomorrow is going to look like, so trust in the one who knows. If you don't know the best plans for you, I want to remind you that God knows what's best for you. Only the Lord knows the plan that he has for you. And that's what I want you to understand tonight. So stop living for your own dreams and begin to live for what God has for you. Amen. Galatians 2.20 says like this, and you need to understand this by revelation. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Yes. So it doesn't matter what I think. Look, it's really funny because sometimes people try to say things to you like, oh, you're, you're weird, you're messed up, you're ugly, you know, you don't know anything about anything, you're just all that. Nobody loves you, nobody cares for you. I just say, it is no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. Let me tell you something, Christ is loved. Christ is perfect. Christ is awesome. So instead of trying to remind yourself of the things that you do, of the things that you are, remind yourself that it's Christ who lives in you right now. It is not about what I want. It's not about my desires. It's all about Christ's dreams for me. It's all about God's dreams for me. John 4, 7 shows the story of this woman. And maybe, just maybe, this woman is one of us tonight. Maybe this woman is you right now. And... You come to this place and you came with your ideas. Maybe you came to this conference with your own plans. And you know what you want to do already. You know, we have an agenda. Let me tell you something. We all have something in the back of our minds. You don't do anything just purposeless. You thought before you came here. You, you, you know, you, you, you checked if you had money to come, first of all. First thing you did. So if you know that it is God's plan, why are you checking the provision? You know, I have people tell me, oh, I can't go to conference because I can't afford. I had many conferences I couldn't go to. I just went. And God provided. Sometimes it's my pastors. God provided. So, you come like this woman. John 4, 7 says, a woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. So, you came like this woman tonight. You came to draw water. You came with a plan. You know, I know what I want to do next year. 2021 is going to, 2020 was going to be the best year of your life. It was. Come on, you was the best. I like the attitude. You know, it doesn't matter what happened. It still is the best year of my life. You know, this world cannot affect what God is doing. I'm not a citizen of this place. I don't belong here. You know, I already expected problems. But my joy is not in this world. It's not in the things that I can get from here. My joy is in the Lord. So this year, every single year from now on, will be the best year of my life. So you came to draw water, but look what Jesus is saying. Give me a drink. And they need to realize what is happening right now because this woman, she's in this well, and she got to throw the bucket down, and she got to bring back up, and it, it is water for her. It's hard work. She's working hard for that. She's trying, you know, to get water for her own self, to satisfy her needs. But Jesus comes and says, give me a drink. 
give me that that you came to looking for. Give me the dream, the plan, the idea that you had for your life. Give it to me. Give it to me. But understand this. Every time that God asks you for something, that means that he has something better for you. So if God is asking you a drink tonight, he's not allowing you to live empty-handed. He's not allowing you to go home without a purpose, without a plan. He's reminding you, because I have living waters for you. Because I have something that's better. And living waters means what? It will last forever. Understand this. That water jar was going to last a few minutes, a few hours. She was going to drink that like so fast because she's so thirsty right now. And then she would feel good for a few minutes, but then she would have to come back. And Jesus is saying to her, what I have for you will last forever. You'll never be thirsty again. But look what this woman says to Jesus. Verse 10 to 11. Sir, you have nothing to draw water with. And the well is too deep. Where do you get that living water? So maybe that's you tonight. You know, God, you, right now in my heart, I'll, I'll tell you what, what is happening to you right now. God is speaking to you, maybe remind you the things that he spoke to you a few, few months back, a few years back, and he's saying to you, remember those plans, those dreams, that vision I gave you. It is still my purpose. But right now you're asking yourself, but how? Sir, how? You have nothing to draw water with. How are you going to get water? How are you going to give me this thing that you're saying? How are you going to do this, God? It is impossible. Look at me. I can't do that, God. It's too much. It's too big. But Jesus is saying, look, don't worry about it. I have living waters. And I will do it. I will give it for you. And the next verse says, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of my water, of the water that I have, will never be thirsty again. So look, you came here tonight in this conference and maybe there is a void inside of you. Maybe there is something that's missing. And you, you feel that. You know there is something that's missing. Like, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I want to, I want to tell you this. That God and Jesus, he's saying to you, once you taste of him, once you know what he has for you, you will never be thirsty again. This void inside of you will just disappear. Will just go away. You know, and some of us, we put our joy, our trust in our social media account. All of you guys have Instagram, Snapchat maybe. You know how many likes you had the last picture you post? After you, leave, after you leave this conference, how many comments you have? And some of you do this every night. You go on your social media and you check them. You make sure you have someone replying, liking your pictures. And you base your... You base your, you base your importance, value, value, self worth, and how many likes you have. You base your your self worth in what people think about you, and you're trying to impress people every single day. You're trying to impress people in your school, in your job. And I know this because I have been in your shoes. So don't tell me you have not. You know, you, they, some of you say, no, that's not me. I don't really care. You know you care. You know that matters. And you're trying to impress people thinking that, you know, if they're happy with me, that means I'm doing something good. No, nobody was happy with Jesus. Nobody. Only God was happy with Jesus. At the end of the day, 
everyone lacked him. So let me tell you a secret. If you're fulfilling Jesus, God's purpose, doesn't mean people like you. It means the opposite. You know, when you tell people that woman you should honor your husband, this world will tell you, who do you think you are to tell me that I should honor my husband? When you tell people in this world that you should not have sex outside of marriage, they will tell you, who do you think you are to tell me what I should do? And they will come after you. When you tell people in this world about Jesus, they someone who can save them, who can forgive them of their sins, they'll tell you, who are you to tell me that I have sins? So let me tell you something. As soon as you begin to fulfill God's purpose, people will stop liking you. People will unfollow you on social media. As soon as you post a, vid a video of you, a service, a life group, somebody won't follow you. Saying, I don't want to know. I don't want to know this Christian freak person, Jesus freak person. I don't want to know no Christians. I don't like you. It, look, that happened to me. As soon as you begin to preach the gospel, people just leave you. Some of us base our, our, our satisfaction in relationships. And you think that if you find a boyfriend, a girlfriend, you'll be happy. You'll find purpose. You know, I need a boyfriend. I need a girlfriend. I need that person. And I need somebody to, to, to text me good morning and good night. Some of us, it's just that text. Nobody texts me good morning. Nobody texts me good night. Stop trying to find someone to satisfy what only Jesus can satisfy. Stop trying to find someone to give something to you that only Jesus can give. No one else can give you purpose but Jesus. Only Jesus will truly satisfy you. And like I said, you'll never be thirsty again. Never be thirsty again. This should be the goal of your life throughout this conference. You know, in this conference, just say to yourself, I don't want to be ever thirsty again. So you stop base, you know, so you base your happiness, your joy, your self-worth in what people think about you and what you have, the shoes that you wear. You know, last year I wore, I wore these shoes and I, I got a lot of people making fun of me. And look, I'm wearing them this year again. It's one year old shoes. They're from Walmart. They wear $20 shoes probably. Let me tell you something. Look, let me tell you something. What I have does not say of who I am. Only Jesus can tell me who I am. No one can. No one can. Only Jesus can tell me what I'm worth and what he thinks about me. And I'll tell you something. Jesus loves my shoe. Even though you don't. Because he knows. That my, I'm spending my money with something better. <laughs> Maybe with you tonight. Maybe with purpose, church, life group, conquering a city, a nation. Yeah. Stop trying to buy the nicest thing just to impress people. You know, bring people to know Jesus. Yes. Can I tell you something? People will be more thankful to you because you brought them to Jesus than because you made them feel good. You don't want to make people feel good. You want to make people to get to know the Savior, the only one who can change their lives forever. Amen. So your focus shouldn't be, you know, I'm going to dress to impress so you like me better. No, no, no. They want to like Jesus. Amen. Now, the last verse in this message, in this, in this passage that I want to read, is John 4, 28. And it says, like, so the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, so this woman now left the only thing 
that was able to carry her purpose, her desire. The only thing that truly mattered to her when she was going there, when she got there. Until this point, until the point that she left her water jar, that water jar was more important to her than Jesus. And I, you need to understand this because some of you, you are holding on to your, to your water jars. You know what, what's interesting? As far as I'm holding these two things, I cannot hold anything else. So you know what? You, what, you know why you don't get Jesus and God's blessings and purpose for your life? Because your hand is too full of yourself. Your hand is too full of the things that you want. As soon as I let go of some things that doesn't really, doesn't really matter, now I have an empty hand to receive what God has for me. So I want you tonight to truly say to yourself, I'll leave my water jar, I'll leave what I think is purpose, and God, I surrender to you. I open up my heart to receive from what you have to say. Amen. I know that God wants to give you purpose. I know that God wants to give you dreams. I know that God wants to use you. But now I just told you all these things that don't matter, right? So I want to remind you what matters to God. So if, if none of these things really have value, has value to God, what does God value? What does God love? What does God care about? You know, I heard this illustration from my pastor a few weeks ago in a prayer moment. And he was saying this, that when his children were little, he would buy chocolate for his wife. And he would buy the most expensive and the best chocolate because he knew that his wife knew what that chocolate mattered. You know, she, I know that if I give this to her, she'll be happy. But then for the kids, he would buy just any chocolate. Like, you know, I don't know, any chocolate that you like. Hershey's. Hershey's. Perfect example. Nobody likes Hershey's. But the kids would, would, would eat the chocolate thinking that was the best thing ever. Oh, that's awesome, Hershey's. But then one day they grew up and they asked dad, dad, why do you give mom that chocolate and you used to give us this one? And he told them, look, because you did not understand what value is. You did not understand really the taste and what, what, the, what the meaning of this chocolate was. So you would eat this awesome, beautiful chocolate that maybe your mom was going to take a week to, to eat it all in two minutes. And I spent maybe $50 for this chocolate. And your Hershey's chocolate, it's a dollar, dollar tree. So you, don't, you didn't understand, but now you can. Now you can eat of this. Now you can try of this. So maybe we are these kids right now that we don't know what value is. We don't know what it really matters. We don't know what, it, what good really is. You think that you know what's good. You think that you know what's the best for you. But I want to tell you what God values, what God loves, what God cares. And it's called people. The person by your side, that's what, that's what God loves. That's what God cares about. So if you want to build something that is eternal, build relationships. Bring people to know Jesus. Bring people to know Christ. But some of you got hurt in some relationships. Some of you got hurt with your leader. Or maybe you, you are the leader and you hurt people. And you got hurt maybe outside in a relationship with your parents. Maybe some of you don't even like your parents. And you say, I'm, not, I'm never going to preach the gospel to them. I don't even like them. They don't even like me. I want to tell you something. Look, God loves them. God loves the people in your school. God loves the people that judge you. God loves the people that, that throw stones at you. God loves the people that curse you out. God loves those people. And I want to tell you this tonight because some of you are thinking that you know 
what is best. But you need to know what Romans 12 says. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So do not be conformed to what this world values. They value your social media. You know, how many followers you have on social media matters more than how many friends you truly have. Than how many people you can call 1 a.m. in the morning and ask for prayer. Social media don't care who you can call 1 a.m. in the morning and ask for help in prayer. But that's what the world values. I don't want to value thousands of followers. I want to value disciples of Jesus. I want to value people of God. I want to value the church. I want to value people that I can pray for and that will pray for me. So what I'm inviting you to do is to forget all your dreams. And I will tell you, it is worth it. It's worth to leave all my dreams to fulfill God's dreams. It is better to bring people to Christ and relationships, they're always problems. You know, if you find a relationship without problem, that's not a good relationship at all. And tell me because I know I don't want to mess it up, so I'll stay away from these people. Relationships, there are problems. Let me tell you something, that's the joy of life. That's just the joy of life. Building trust, building relationships, getting to know people. That's just what life is. Life's without, you know, some, some, some problems sometimes. And look, problems help you to trust in God. So in this world, I will have tribulation. So trust in God. So rely on Him. But now, now I ask you, why would you live all your dreams? And that's my final question for you tonight. Why would you live what you think is best? What, why would you say, you know what? I really like this plan, but I will not do this. I will do whatever God tells me to do. Why would you do this? And this is the question that I have for you because I want you to keep thinking about this throughout the conference. Why would I, why would I live what I think is awesome? You know, I want to be famous. I want to be a, a builder. I want to be an engineer. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be all these things. Why would I live... You know, I want to be a sports player. Why would I live my dream to fulfill God's dreams? And the first thing I want to tell you is because God loves you. Because God loves me and he only, he is the only one that knows the plans that he has for me. So if God loves me, that means that he only has good things for me. That means that there is no mistake. There is, there, is, there is no going wrong with God. If you go and fulfill God's purpose for you, there is no, you know, there is no reason to regret. You won't regret because you know who is taking care of you. And you know that because He loves you, He only has good things for you. The second thing I want to tell you is something. God is good. Because God is good and His plans are always good. And He knows better than me. So the second reason is, like I told you before, you used to like things in the past that today you don't even care anymore about them. So because God is good and He knows what's best for me, I want to fulfill His dreams. Because He knows where I'm going to be in 10 years, in 5 years, in 20 years. He knows. So why would I do what I want to do? And now the fourth, the third thing is because God is my Father. And I love this one. Because, you know, I have a little children. I have a little baby. And like every children, they think they know what's right and wrong. They think they know what's best for them. They think they know when they should sleep, when they should eat. My little baby, if he doesn't trust me, if he doesn't believe that I know what's best, 
he'll get hurt. And I want to tell you something. I am his father, so I know when he should be eating. I know that he shouldn't try to put his fingers on the, on the outlet. I know that he shouldn't try to go in the streets. I know that he shouldn't try to do some things because he's not made for that yet. He's not ready for these things. So because I'm his father, I love him and I know what's best for him every single moment. But you know what's funny as well? He has no idea about this. He's living his life in a world that he believes is amazing. I don't know what he thinks right now, really. And he's living these things, but he doesn't even know that I'm taking care of him even when he doesn't know. He doesn't know that I work every single day in the week to pay the bills for him to live in the house that he lives with the AC, paid food in the, in the table. He doesn't know that I, you know, got to buy his clothes. He doesn't know that my wife got to shower him, put him to sleep, make sure he's fed every, every night before he's sleeping. He has no idea. He just grabs it. And some of you are only grabbing. You grab anything that goes towards you. And I want to tell you something. That's God taking care of God. He's taking care of you. But you know what's best than knowing then or just not being aware that God is actually taking care of me? It's actually being aware that God is taking care of me. I know that God is taking care of me. So I know I can trust my Father. I know that I can fulfill His plans. I know that because it is God's promise and plans, it is also God's provision. Amen. And now to finish, and I want to invite you to stand up. I want to tell you this. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. So the Lord is not only your Savior, but the Lord is also your shepherd. So God did not only save you to give you a nice, fun life, but also God is your shepherd. God is your pastor. God is the one who leads you. God is the one who tells you where to go and what to do. The Lord is my shepherd. He's the one who's protecting you all the time. He's the one who's, who's taking care of you. And I want you to know this tonight. I don't want you to treat God only as your savior. But I want you to know God as your shepherd. Amen, guys. Jesus. Close your eyes right now. Let's pray this prayer. I want you to ask God for purpose tonight. I want you to ask God for vision tonight. I want you to ask God to speak to you and tell you what he wants to do in your life. I want you to ask God what is the plans that he has for you. You know, in a conference about five years ago, God gave me a vision. God gave me a dream. And from that day on... I never forgot the things that he spoke to me. And I'm living them right now. And it's just the beginning. And I want to remind you this as well. It is just the beginning. God has great plans for you. And some of you, maybe you stopped dreaming. You forgot about the plans that God had for you. Or you just left them aside. You just put them aside for a while. I want you to come back to God's purpose tonight. I want to invite you to fulfill God's amazing.